Hey, Business Building Warrior, welcome to Silent Sales Machine Radio. I'm your host, Jim Cockrum, and I have a guest from our community. This is another proven Amazon course success story, kind of. You see, this student has been in our community and listening to this podcast and listening to the ideas from the proven Amazon course, kind of piecing it together himself. He never actually invested until very recently never invested in any courses or any content or any coaching. He just hung out in the Facebook group, made observations, listened to podcast episodes, and tried the stuff he was hearing about and worked his way into a beautiful business, as you're about to hear. You might be thinking, well, Jim, why would you share an episode that doesn't help you sell your course? Well, I think there's going to be plenty of people out here who are thinking, hey, I'll just go grab the course and save myself some time. So yeah, there's still a marketing element to this show today. But I'm very proud of the fact that we have many people in our community who have never spent a penny with us who are building beautiful businesses. That's the reality of this group because everyone here is, not everyone, but the vast majority of the good people in our community are very open-minded, open-handed, transparent, abundance mindset is maybe the best way to say it. And they're very willing to share what's working, help you with the questions you have. And even if you don't spend a penny with us, you just hang out in our free Facebook group, you ask questions, you do some research, you pay attention to this podcast, you dig around, you can build a beautiful business. So are we hoping some people continue to support our community by investing in the content, the courses that we create? Absolutely. The coaching? Yeah, absolutely. We love being able to pay the good people who put time and effort and energy into those things. But we're more proud of the fact that regardless of whether you spend money with us or not, you can certainly build a beautiful business, build the family arrangement of your dreams, the flexible lifestyle, the income, using the internet creatively to launch and grow multiple streams of income is what this community is all about. So I love bringing you a story today from a guy, Joe Rand is his name, who just recently, like I said, bought the Proven Amazon course. But in the past few months, he's built a beautiful business just by paying attention to the lessons he's learned listening to this podcast. He'll explain it in his own words. We had a good conversation. He goes in depth, how he finds product, what he's excited about, a couple of struggles that he's having, some of the challenges that he's having. We dig into those. We talk about some of his favorite books. He shares some book ideas with me as well. It's just a good, fun conversation with a guy who's doing this business. So no matter what stage you're at in this business, if you're still kind of skeptical and checking us out, this is a great episode for you because literally this guy didn't buy anything and he's built a beautiful business. I mean, this isn't a pitch, obviously. Or you've been around a while, you're looking for those old tips, strategies, techniques, some new tools maybe that you haven't heard of before. We dive in and sprinkle a few of those as well. So enjoy this conversation with my new friend, Mr. Joe Rand. Oh, one last thing, one last thing theprovenconference.com. We talk about that towards the end of the episode today. Now, as I'm recording this, we don't know the city, or at least we haven't announced the city yet, but we have announced the dates. July 6th through 8th, theprovenconference.com, theprovenconference.com. Get to the website. We'll have right up at the top of the page, the dates, the city, whatever we know so far, it will be there. But do plan on July 6th through 8th, come a couple days early, maybe celebrate July 4th with us. We're not sure what we're going to do there yet, but plan to stay a couple days late. We got a great hotel, beautiful discount for you. We really negotiated down the price on this one. Plan on joining hundreds of listeners to this podcast, and we're going to have a great time hanging out. Last year, we had about 40 different sessions that you could attend. 
And those sessions were presented all from coaches and successful students from this community, from this podcast audience. It's an incredible time, incredible opportunity with a lot of good people. Hopefully you can make it. So let's jump over and do the interview that I recorded with Mr. Joe Rand. You're going to love this. So Joe, welcome to the show. Hi, Jim. Thanks for having me. Pleasure to meet you, my friend. We just met as the audience, as like the audience. I don't know your story yet. I'd love to dive into it, man. So let's go. Yeah. I, um, so I was working a really good job with uh, the friends that I started the company with uh, back in Maryland. And uh, they're really close friends of ours. They were like the, the husband and wife were in our wife, my wife's wedding and not with us and their kids were the ring bearer and flower girl. And uh, so knew them really well. And but uh, I decided that once we were having our second kid that uh, I wanted to be able to spend more time with the family and I was spending a lot of time at work. So we made the uh, semi uncomfortable decision to to leave that job. And uh, with that, we also decided that we were going to move from Maryland to Texas. And, uh, you know, my wife was six months pregnant at the time. So uh, a lot of stuff was going on all at one time. And I knew that when I got down to Texas, I didn't want to start a job right away and miss out on things with the kid and getting the house set up in time with the family um, by starting a job and then having to tell them, hey, I got to take a break. So I was looking into, you know, Amazon for probably, you know, six, eight, 10 months, something like that. Prior to that, everything from like the Kindle direct publishing which I realized that while it's easy per se, it's I'm not as creative with you know making cool looking covers and that kind of stuff. And yeah, it, it's very hard to scale too. Very it, few people do that model at scale. It is. I just looked at like, hey, I could do kind of this passively, and, and I realized it's not so passive. Um, and it's it, there's a lot of ins and outs of it. Well, it's, it's neat and interesting. I may revisit it at some point, so I think it's kind of fun. Not something that I saw as being a scalable option. And then I looked into private label because that's kind of what everybody thinks of Amazon as. And I was like, oh, this is great. I could do these things. And I started hopping on Alibaba and all those different stuff. And then I got, I even got a sample of something. And I'm like, this looks almost exactly, it was a, it was a plastic case and it looked exactly like a Pelican case. It was a complete knockoff of it. And I was like, I'm going to get sued before I even get started with this thing. So, <laughs> yep. so I was like, this, this may not be the best option to start off with. And um, I was kind of watching some YouTube videos and some stuff. And uh, again, still with a private label. And um, then I looked at a couple other, uh, you know, a lot of different people that were out there and then stumbled across, uh, you know, a younger group of, uh, of people that were selling a lot of clothing, apparel. Um, and I was like, well, that doesn't seem like it's that difficult to do. Started watching a lot of their videos and their podcasts and listening to all those different types of things. But the more I got in, like, listened to it, while it seemed like it's definitely possible to do, they're relying on a lot of crazy sales to be happening and stacking gift cards on top of a lot of just it's stuff that's not uh, duplicable. Um, and it's just something that didn't seem like that's really a good scalable business model. Um, and then I was listening to some YouTube while I was getting the house ready for sale. And somehow YouTube went to a recommended channel to a recommended channel to recommend channel. And then you popped up and you're doing a, um, a, uh, what was it? You were, you were talking, you're using an example of popcorn, finding popcorn and finding replens 
and bundles using popcorn as an example. I'm like, man, if you can sell popcorn on this thing, you can sell anything. So it just sucked me in and I was probably supposed to be doing something else, but I ended up sitting down and watching the whole hour, hour and a half uh, episode on it. And I was like, why isn't anybody else talking about this? I probably, at that point, I listened to maybe a thousand hours of uh, things between YouTube and different channels and podcasts and I'm like, that seems like it's something that could be an actual business. And you yeah, can keep selling the easily sourced full priced products that are all around you. Yeah. Right? And you weren't you weren't once talking about waiting for Labor Day sale or any of those right. kind of things. It was underutilized, you know, listings yep. that you could find profitable items on that are just out there. And I'm like, I mean, there's no I, way this can happen. I'll ask you a question, Joe. Do you know, you said you listened to a lot of YouTube videos and no one was talking about this. Do you know? why that is. I know. I'm just curious if you want to take a stab at why virtually no one's talking about this model from a expert teaching the masses type of vantage point. The model emerged from this community, replens, and virtually to this day, still no one... Most ideas get copied very rapidly, right? Good ideas. Yeah. Why is it? Why is it? So I'm curious if you happen to know. I, I don't know exactly. I mean, I can take a stab at guessing that, you know, there's... They don't want if they, if they're going to be doing that model, they don't want to give away all the secrets of it, or think they're giving away all the secrets instead of helping out the community and realizing that there could be some everybody. of that going on for sure. People keep it close to their chest, but it's so expansive, you know. Yeah, um, the so other expansive. side of it is it's boring, I guess. It is boring. <laughs> it is boring for sure. I mean, it's selling this, Nike shoes versus selling, you know, a, a thing of candied pickles or something or whatever. I mean, you don't care what the product is. It's just no, analyzing it's the numbers and selling the stuff driven. that's going to make you money, right? But you know, here, here's my theory at least and see if this resonates with you, Joe. I would get, venture to guess that the vast majority of the content that you're watching on YouTube, if you followed the advice and the path that the person was talking to you about, you're getting yourself into a multi-thousand dollar commitment of some kind, a course, training, something, software tools, et cetera. It's going to cost you, you know, upfront five to ten thousand dollars over the next six to nine months, just in training expenses, another fifteen thousands, et cetera. Right. Sure. And that is a lot of money for affiliates to go after. Yeah. If you're an affiliate, if you're promoting that course, you get half of that money. It it so is. And, and you can pretend certain... to be pretty excited about just about anything. That you yeah. you're not even doing it and yeah. promote. And our course is, is you know, about a dollar a day and for people. Like affiliates just don't get that excited about our programs because they're so inexpensive. That's my theory, even though it's working for, for more people than any course that I'm aware of. Yeah, it, it, it certainly could be. I mean, there, there's some other groups that I'm part of that are membership driven. Some of the, the ones that I have joined, just like you say, if, unless you have a community that's backing it without being having to pay to say it, and you know you're actually hearing from real people, yeah. it's a good idea to probably stay away from those groups and kind it of do is. your own homework on it. There's other uh, great groups out there for sure, but they're not. There's not as many of them as you think there would be. There, there are, but I'll, I'll tell you, there's so many times where I've had a question because eventually I, 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 stu- I stumbled across your video, saw you know, is it silent, silentgym.com is the only website you have to go to do all, and I started going to it. Yep, there you go. And uh, so I started going there, looking at all the notes and all the people and all the things. And, and I was like, wow, this is pretty extensive. And then you were talking about the course and you said, you don't need to buy my course. And you're very open about that. I was like, yeah, I can listen to all these these videos. I eventually have your course now. I, I, your your Christmas deal was too uh, good to pass up. So a friend that I had met on uh, through different groups and different you know networking 
uh, her and I both went in on it, and and now we both have the uh, thing. And first off, the the price that you're going up to to me is still a steal. Uh, I the, the amount of information that's in there is just massive. I paid more than that to talk to a guy for an hour when I was first getting started with it. Now that was great because he kind of showed me how to do a few things and also convinced my wife that this was real and not because it seems so surreal when you look at it. And to anybody who's you know not signed up for this yet, like get signed up with Seller Central. It's it just it's it's so funny how easy it is to get going with it, even if you have a full time job and you think you don't have time. It's, I do the same thing. I'll, I'll sit you know, around, I'll watch some TV or something. And then I'm like, man, where'd the week go? And I didn't have time to do anything. Well, I, I did. I just chose to watch TV instead of you know, going to yeah. do these Yeah. That, that little, you need that period of intense focused effort where you kind of change your schedule and your lifestyle and your habits for a period of time to launch something new. And some people just never get around to, to carving that out. Sure. But, and, um, and had I done that you know, a few months in advance, it would have made it a lot easier when I was unemployed at this point and then doing it with money that like wasn't replenishable. That money was actual money that was going into the business. And if something happened, which it did, that money goes away. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and uh, so, yeah, I mean, the, the, the community is great, but I'll tell you that your community, when I went to the Facebook page, I was like, oh, let me type in. I had some questions. I was going to ask in the community. I'm like, well, let me use the search function. Look, every single question I could possibly come up with has already been answered in that community at some point in time with extensive data surrounding it. The people that are on there, there's some people that are, I don't know when they sleep, but they're entering, they're answering questions at 5 a.m., 11 p.m. You know, yeah. well, it's, it's a global community that helps, right? It's the middle. Oh, sometimes of the it's somewhere. the same people though. It's, it's, it's wild. <laughs> yeah, true. We've got some truly committed, we've, what, I'm not sure. We've got like a hundred admins and moderators in that group. And, you know, I've been doing this for 20 years and and good people and real genuine friendships and relationships have formed out of that. So I've been working closely with some high quality, smart people that have had a lot of success in e-commerce. And something that we all have in common on the leadership team around here is we root for the new guy because yeah. we know those new guys, like as I'm sitting here with you, fairly new student, kind of, you've got some momentum, you got some success, you know this works, but you've played your story forward a year, two, three years from now. You're a leader on stage in an event. You're you're bought into the community. You love what we're all about. You've formed great relationships with all kinds of good people. And so we love pouring into those new sellers because we know they quite often mature and grow into great leaders who teach us all new things. And that's the model we've used for it. You know, like I said, you know, fifteen plus years now. Yeah, you, you had a lot of different podcasts that have resonated with me. I, I do what you said to do is, you know, let's stay most current with the, uh, you know, what's out there now because that's most applicable to what we're doing now. But also go right. back because you have those evergreen, you know, episodes, and they, they really are. I mean, you've erased the ones that are not, you know, important or not applicable anymore for whatever the reason is, but kept them. And even ones that are from episodes in the single digits, they're still applicable now. And it's 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 funny. But you had mentioned, I can't remember when it was because I've listened to so many of them rapid fire. But one thing that stuck out to me, and, and it wasn't your idea, but I can't remember who you said it was. But you mentioned like two buckets in the field and, you know, and, and you know, the storm comes through and one's overflowing and one is an inch of water and in the same bucket, you know, how is that possible? And, you know, the answer being that, uh, one's been there longer. And, yeah, you know, that, that was actually a good. riddle I came up with because when we'd have family meals, we'd like to try to make up riddles to stump the family. And yeah. that was that was actually one that I came up with and did, used on my kids oh, okay. at, at one point. And uh, eventually one of them got it. But yeah, two buckets in a field, identical buckets. 
It's pouring down rain. One of the buckets is full and overflowing, and one is half full. How that happened? Right, that's the riddle. Yeah. And as you said, you know, well, one hasn't been there that long, right? Illustrating yeah. what? I mean, what was? Do you remember the point of that story? Uh, it, it was saying that you know sometimes you just have to be in you know be around people, be in the community, do the different things for a while before things start to yeah. seemingly go your way with it. Yeah, and it can be hard at first to get good. It's hard later too. It's, it's hard at all different times of your business, depending on what you're doing at that time and how you're growing. Just like any business, mm -hmm. but being in that area longer, even this few months that I've been in, I feel way more equipped to move forward and you know through 2023 than I did in you know July, August, September. Um, and I made some you know not great decisions on some stuff that ended up teaching me very quickly. I'm glad I made the, the those uh decisions, but they ended up you know costing me some time and, and a little bit of money. Uh, nothing crazy. I just went too deep on stuff that I thought I wasn't going deep on, but you know, buying 20 of the same exact size shoe when you misread Keepa and it doesn't actually sell very well is not a great idea. And Those then variation listings will get you, man. Oh uh, yeah. And then and then when Amazon loses, you know, 30 of the shoes that you send in on something and finds them, you know, 120 days later <laughs> right. after everything's tanked because now it's Christmas sales. Uh, that, that doesn't help either. But, uh, you know, I, I learned some things from there and, you know, probably listened to some of your podcasts, maybe like a week too late. Then I was listening to them like, oh, that's exactly what I just did. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> uh, why didn't you tell me that sooner? Uh, yeah. I also, you know, again, the same thing with the variations. I was looking at something, thought I had the right order of a shirt. Again, it was another Nike product. And uh, I thought I was ordering the right thing. Turned out the swoosh was black on the one that I saw, but I had ordered white. Had no idea, but it, it turned out being really good. And, and actually, I used some of your advice again about making listings. I saw that it wasn't on there. Uh, it looked like something that would sell well. So I was like, well, instead of returning this, which I'm kind of against doing, I think if, you, if you're making a decision to buy something, you you bought it. Instead of returning to, it to the retailer. Yeah. yeah, figure out how to sell it. You know, don't, it's just figure out a way. There's a lot of ways to sell things off of Amazon through, I mean, there's just so many ways. But I was like, well, let, me, let me see how hard this is. And I got approved to list the Nike listing put it on there, made a variation listing, and I started selling. And for a while, it before other people found it, it was you know, really good for me. Uh, I was really excited to sell the things, making great ROI on it. And you could probably do it again. Even with listings as good as you know Nike, is that there's, there's stuff that's not listed. And there's so many things out there they come out with that are just not listed. And then you bring in all the stuff that's you know not as cool and, and, you know, and fun, like you know, it could be popcorn or whatever you want. There's so many of them that aren't listed. And it's, it's just amazing of what the opportunity is um, that that's out there if, if you use it. Yeah. Well, well, talk me through how business is going. You're, you're exactly right. I love a lot of the themes that you're hitting on and you're telling this story brilliantly so far. But how's it working for you specifically though? Let's, let's dive into yeah. your business. So I, I got Seller Amp or not Seller Amp, Seller Central in um, what was it? It was probably some point in June, and I heard a lot of people talk about grocery and topicals and those things and getting ungated. So I'm like, oh, I know I'm going to be moving, so let me get ungated in things. I had no idea. I thought it was going to be months of a process to get ungated, and so it was not. It was very simple and very quick. Um, and it's. You don't have to purposely. That's one thing I would tell new sellers too: is you don't have to purposely try to get them gated and things. You just order ten of something, and it's you know it's very easy. 
Yeah. In a lot of and, ways. And, and the gates just start falling open after you've sold 40, 50 items. Yeah. Or so, this stuff's just ungated. Yeah. I, I think I'd sold like, because uh, I was like, well, let me list some things. But again, I used your advice, list some things around your house and had some random books and some uh, went on like Facebook Marketplace or the Nextdoor app and people are giving away books. So I'm like, oh, if they're giving them away, I might as well you know, go and get some and look at them. And some of these things, I'm like, there's no way this thing will sell for $30, it sells for 30 bucks. So <laughs> it's amazing. But um, knew I didn't want to do books. That's a, I, I commend the people who hustle that way. It's uh, a lot, of, a lot of work. It's hard to scale. It really it, is. You end up with a lot of stale inventory, literally stale because books smell funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know, old used books, you got to have a room that's going to smell like a, you know, smoke, smoking cats eventually yeah but i you know it, again it was good i learned lessons like what media mail is and going mm -hmm. to the post office selling some stuff the fbm process and you know it ended up helping me because i realized like what things cost to send so i knew how right. to price things appropriately as i scaled so all those look like it is as funny as it sounds you know selling 20 dollars in books helps you then scale later because i could have made horrible decisions on pricing if I thought, oh, it only costs this much to set this end stuff uh, and not realizing that if you have something that's two inches, it's drastically different price than one inch if you're sending it yourself. But if you're sending it in the FBA into to Amazon's you know, fulfillment center process itself, it's totally different as well. And that's extremely efficient on shipping to send it in if you're in the US and you're sending it to the US. If you're outside the US, it's a different process. But um, yeah, if you're shipping it overseas in, into the country, yeah, yeah, we, which we have very few students who do that. Most of our international students are buying and selling right in the U.S. So yeah, the product and, never leaves the U.S. It's sourced here, sent to a customer here. They never see or touch it from their location, which is why this is such an expansive opportunity. The strategies that we teach, uh, just you know, for the international students who who might be listening to this, yeah, you yeah. don't have to take control of your inventory. That can be done here in the states. Yeah, and it's 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 amazing how many you know qualified you know the prep centers and things are now too. I, I don't utilize them yet, and I'll kind of get into that as I go here. But I, I want to soon, like you said, if you don't need to be taping boxes, you shouldn't. You know, same thing. You reference a lot the um, the business secrets from the Bible, and um, almost done that. But I have about like thirty more minutes of listening to that book to go through. Yeah, my good friend and mentor Rabbi Daniel Lapp, and that book I've referenced. You know, there's a handful of books that I've send people to it's like hey you want to get inside of my business brain the books that have shaped me in the way i think and the success that we've had that's right at the top of the list business secrets from the bible by rabbi daniel app and yeah you're and enjoying that huh i i am and, and i and i will say that you know i, I don't consider myself a, an extremely religious individual i i respect religion and i think it's 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 great and i think community is really the biggest thing and he even talks about that in there be be part of a group you don't need to be part yeah. of a church you need to be part of a group and the group is going to keep you as a wholesome individual and it's absolutely true yeah um, but but a lot of things from that book uh, really resonate with me and you, you know you mentioned different uh things. i forget where i was going with this because we talked about the book but you know oh the the uh the, he talks about you know mowing your own lawn and how you don't need to do that the law of specialization and it, yes and and if so if i'm sitting there taping boxes I'm not doing something else. And you, you might say, well, you, you know, you're a newer seller, you know, keep that money here. Well, I also pay taxes. And while I can get those taxes, sales tax back, in a lot of cases at the end of the year, it's still money right now that I can utilize somewhere else if I'm sending it to a tax-free state and going through there. And, and, and where I am in Texas, it's 8.25%. So it's, uh, it's pretty enticing to go and say, well, if I buy anything over $15, which is a lot of the products that I sell, it's 
automatically pays for itself to be shipped by somebody else and I'm not touching it. And then I can keep yeah. doing that process. Let me but, let me fill the listener in for just a moment, Joe, on the topic you hit because it's a, it's a common discussion around here and I'll try to talk folks through it. So when you're buying products online, we call it OA or online arbitrage, sourcing inventory by shopping on random websites. You can have it sent to your house, in which case you're going to pay the sales tax from whatever state you live in. Or you can have it delivered to any of the hundreds of prep centers around the country, some of which are located in sales tax-free states. We've got a list at prepcenternetwork.com. It's a free list we provide as a service to the community, the listeners here. So if you're shopping online and want to have your products sent to a prep center, it's a brilliant decision to have someone else manage your inventory for you at the point that your business is ready because there is an expense there, obviously. But if you use a sales tax-free prep center in one of those states, well, then your order, it's going to cost less money right at the point of sale. But as Joe mentioned, the vast majority of the time, you can get those taxes back, the sales taxes that you pay for your inventory that you're purchasing for resale. You can get it back. It's paperwork you got to track and files, things you got to fill out. It takes a little extra work. Some people do it, don't have a problem with it. But there's a convenience factor there. But again, you're, the point you're illustrating, Joe, and I think you're doing a great job of it, is just that law of specialization, that those services that pop up in our community that can help you automate and make this more convenient where you can step out. And, and the phrase that I've been using for 20 years is, you want to get yourself to the point where you're doing the things that only you can do. And that means you're bringing in other people to manage the process. And because with this business model, there's very few things that only you, Joe, or only you, business owner, can do. Very few things. If anything, everything can be done by someone else. So getting to that point where you're doing the things that only you can do gives you a very valuable business. There's one of the coaches on our team has recently been very fond of saying, and we've kind of adapted that around here, the more valuable you are to your business, the less valuable your business is. Because if you are the link that keeps the whole thing together, all someone's got to do is take you out, get you sick, get you into a you know a crisis of some kind, health, family, relationship, something, and, and suddenly your business crashes. But if it's not relying on you and it's got other people who can kind of move in and out and fill those roles, well, now you've got a sustainable system and that's a sellable business too. So we like those themes around here for sure. Good stuff, man. I just thought I'd interject a few thoughts and and uh, you know these sure. are all kind of like soapbox issues for me. I could talk about any of these things for an hour anytime, man. I get excited. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, I, and you'll, you'll see, I'm not shy about talking. I am shy by nature normally, but I've kind of way overcame that. And you can ask my wife, she thinks I just blew it out of the water by doing the opposite of what I thought would be shy. So then I wouldn't be so shy with things anymore. But once I get going, I can talk and talk and talk. But well, that's, that's another <laughs> thing from Rabbi Daniel Lappin's book. He talks about that. Remember yeah. the most powerful tool you have as a business leader? You remember what he says? The uh, your mouth. Yeah. Remember that? Do you yeah. remember reading that? Yeah. Right. It's the most powerful tool you have. So get used to using it well. Get good at yeah speaking, communicating, and, and, telling and, people how you feel, what you think, educating. You that's a skill you must have. Yeah. The, the, the previous work that I did, it was, you know, surprising just how much talking to people gets you. And, and even like, like later this week, I'm going to go and talk to a supermarket manager about trying to get a product that I used to be able to get at a certain price that went up. I want to see if, if I can buy a pallet of it, if they will continue to sell it to me at that other price. 
Right now, the answer is no, because I haven't asked them. But if I don't talk to them and you know <laughs> communicate with them, it's always going to be a no. So it's I might as well reach out and talk to them and see how things are going. And some people uh, are mortified at the thought of having conversations and, and potentially being told no and those sorts of things. No, you have to get over that, man. Yeah. And, and like I said, I'm, I'm naturally shy by nature and, and I got to psych myself up to it a little bit. So I get anxious right before I go and talk to somebody that I've never spoken to before as well. But I, I also know that you know, when we talk about serving people and, and serving the community, it's, it, it helps them out because they're selling something that they want to sell anyway. And they were selling it at that price before. So they possibly can still sell at that price now. It helps me out because I'm going to make money off of it and help somebody else out because maybe they can't get it and they keep buying it at whatever price it's listed on Amazon for. So you know, we're helping a lot of people by me just opening my mouth and talking to somebody. Yeah. Um, so it, sure. it's something that like, that's what I plan on, you know, doing. That's, later the, that's the beauty of, I mean, that, that is by definition, what free markets are. It's yep. mutually beneficial arrangements. Kind yeah. of everyone benefits every trend. That's what a transaction is. It's a mutually beneficial exchange. Yeah. I mean, that's my, 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 if one, my previous... if one party's not benefiting, why would they do it? Like, no, sure. I'm not going to sell it to you for that. Okay, cool. No deal. Or that's way too expensive. Okay. Don't, don't buy it. But when we do come to a price that we both like and agree on, both parties win. That's it's free market. Yeah, and a lot of this whole thing is just relationship driven, and it's not necessarily like you know doing something for somebody to try to get something else. It's just being a decent human being. I mean, there's distributors that we worked with at my previous work that I I don't talk to like there's haven't talked to them since I left that job, but I still call them and wish them uh, you know happy Thanksgiving and a merry Christmas. And yeah. that part of it's going to help me later, I'm sure, because I've already now talked to them since then, because I'm at the point where I, you know, looking into some wholesale options, and they're saying, "Hey, we don't sell to Amazon sellers, but hey, yeah, we want to sell. We'll sell to you. Tell us what you want to do here and how to do it. Here's our listings, and go ahead and and do this." And now I have a corner on something where I know that they aren't selling other people and they get very, very, very good pricing on things mm -hmm. just because I'm a decent person to yeah. these You've got the relationship. You've earned the trust and respect and friendship over time. Sure. Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you know, something where I, like, after I left, I tried to make sure that the next person that was coming up and ordering in my company knew who that person was and continued to order from them. And I didn't have to do that. It didn't, didn't benefit me at all. It's just the right thing right. to do. And, and yeah. now it's benefiting me. And if I, if you had asked me then, if I thought I was going to be buying from distributors to do, I'm, it's just, I would have thought that was crazy. And even continuing this, I might've thought was a little bit crazy. I, you know, the idea of this was great to make this a full-time thing. But again, when you're starting, it just seems so surreal because you're selling five, 10, 15 or something, and you make a few bucks off of it. But at that point, it's like $30. And you're saying, well, was this $30 worth all this time? And it's, it's not. But you can scale that now, and you get a bunch of different products, like you're saying, through your, your replens. They don't have to sell a thousand times a month. But if you have 100 products that sell four times a month, you know, all the time, you now have a really good quality business that's now actually more protected than the other thing because they could stop selling it, the price could go up. Other people could jump on the listings. It's unlikely that a hundred of those are going to happen all right. at the same You've time. You've completely diversified your risk. It, it's it's amazing. And you you mentioned like if you looked at at your uh, storefront, there would be plumbing things next to you know a can of pickles and you know, yeah, all, it's, it's so random. I say all the time if if a successful replens seller set up a physical store location, a brick and mortar building with a parking lot, and people walked into the store and saw on the shelves the things that the successful replen sellers sell, it'd be the most random. I mean, you think a 
you think it's chaotic at Goodwill. I mean, there is no semblance of any kind of connection whatsoever between the, you know, like you said, a jar of pickles and paper towels and some plumbing equipment you've never heard of before. And it's just, yeah. it's just completely random. It's like all the stuff that gets thrown out at Goodwill before, back when it was still packaged well, you know, it's like, what is all this stuff that we've identified underserved listings on Amazon? We don't care what the product is. We don't care how we feel about the product. It's a number on a piece of paper. Customers want it. They're willing to pay price X. I can get it for 30% of price X. It's a listing that already exists. Let's sell against it. It's not rocket science. It's just, it's not, it's a matter of learning the process. Yeah. And, and even if the listing doesn't necessarily exist, you can put something together pretty easily. It, it's, it's not hard. I did it the first week. With like, those Nike literally. shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Literally the first shipment I was sending in, I, I stressed out for about you know a minute. And then I was like, this is definitely different. And then for a minute, I thought too, well, I'd probably sell this and people aren't on the same listing and people aren't going to probably notice. And maybe they wouldn't, but that's not who I am. And, and it's not the right thing to do. And so the right thing to do was to look at it and, and sell the right product and create something. And um, so, you know, those thoughts cross everybody's mind is, you know, can you do this a little bit? And, and I, you know, you're talking about the white, the white swoosh versus the black swoosh. Yeah. Like, yeah how I many people would notice? Customer. Yeah. And and I almost didn't notice. I almost did send it out. And sure. I looked at it and was it like, this, this is not right. And so I, it delayed my shipment going out maybe th- three days while I figured it out. But again, I thought it was going to take me a long time to get approved to be able to list something Nike because it is one of those restricted brands where they don't want to have people uh, just listing counterfeit products. They make send a lot of photos in. But it's it's not hard to do. And if I can do it as like the first week of doing this thing, and, and you know, I, I'm... Get close to 40 years old. So I'm sure there's people that are older than me that are starting this. There's a lot of people that are younger than me starting this. You don't have to be super computer savvy to do all this stuff. It's, it's it, Amazon doesn't care. They just want to make sure that what you're doing is is following all their terms of service and, and they're trying to protect their brand and their customer. Uh, they don't care about that, you know, Nike per se. They just want to make sure that their customer is taken care of. And by doing that and by doing the right things, you are taking care of their customer. And also by listing more listings and variations, you're also helping them because you're putting more products out there, allowing the customer to then see more products and to yeah. purchase something. That they selection. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it works out for everybody. But yeah, so I, I think I started ordering online, doing the OA, online arbitrage stuff. And at the very last day of July... I got my shipment in and it took a few days to, to, you know, figure out all those things with the Nike listing that I had. I sent my shipment in. Some stuff got checked in right away because I'm in Fort Worth. So there's, you know, three fulfillment centers that are, uh, I mean, I could drive to them in 30 minutes uh, or less. One's 10 minutes away, but um, it sent them over to Dallas. Some of the stuff got checked in right away. And then to my surprise, they went out to 23 other fulfillment centers. And, <laughs> and I had no idea that that would happen, but that, that yeah. took a while to go through. But they, they went through and started selling. And, and, you know, I made, I want to say it was a mistake. I was kind of seeing how the process would go. So I was kind of waiting a little bit. I should have been buying more and kind of researching more while that process happened to at least, you know, get better at seeing how Keepa charts would work. And because there's so much data on those in the Keepa program uh, on the charts and so many functions of it that you just don't, I mean, you, your courses teach it pretty well. and without going through that or looking at it, you can miss so many opportunities. And I, right. I still, I'm still missing opportunities using yeah, well, it. Uh, all of us are. There's dozens of ways to find great replants. And, and just so you know, I don't know if you noticed yet or not, but for the sake of the listeners as well, we've 
we came out with a very popular module about six, seven months ago. It's part of the proven Amazon course collection. That's where all of our Amazon training is. It was called Advanced Keepa Training. And it it shared one specific way to get in and really dig in and find great replans in Keepa. Well, we've got nine more strategies we're launching very soon. And it's going to, it's advanced keep a training 2.0 kind of thing. Uh, it, these are all trainings that you'll be able to get as part of the proven Amazon course community. But there's just so many strategies is the point I want to make just using Keepa. That's just one tool. But I'm pretty sure if I brainstormed with some leaders on our team, we could come up with 50 different ways to find replens easily. But Keepa is a power tool that's involved in verifying, hey, is this a risk worth taking or not? That's the most powerful function that it performs, in my opinion, by far. It it is. And it's also like, you, you know, for more advanced users of you know that have been in this longer for the um the small and light program, yes. uh, it's something that Keepa is the only way that I'm really going to be able to find think things quickly of what listings already exist that are great for that program that maybe aren't being used. And I think that possibly your community might be the only one that's really probably using that small night program correctly, because I've talked to a lot of other people and they have no ideas on how to really look into it. But you kind of scroll through all the information on, on your Facebook pages by doing the searching. And there's a wealth of information on how people are finding some things or what they're listing, yeah. how to list it, what it is. And then Amazon released the news saying that they're going to expand it a little bit and have it the go up a little bit higher price. $12, yeah. dollars, I think, which, right? Which sounds like, okay, that's only two bucks. That probably makes millions of products. That Eligible. Really, yeah. which, which is just wild to me. And yeah. so it's still going to be underutilized. And I think that's something that you know people could be spending a lot of money I say a lot of money. People could be spending $15, $20 to make you know, $3, $4 per item, but you could also be spending $2 on something and make $3, $4 per item through the small and light program right. if utilized correctly. So that that's something that, uh, again, Keepa is going to be one of those things that helps. And without really listening to you know your podcasts and without seeing things throughout your Facebook group, which I can't believe the Facebook group is free because it's just the amount of information that's in there just, just blows me away every time I go into it. And everybody's just fantastic in that group. You guys have done a great job with you and your team of, of thank you that, for that. That thing solid. It. It's, it's uh, no, thank you. It's, it's it's almost selfish for me to to see it because it's uh it's just well, such a helpful. It, it tool. comes back to us when success stories happen and the good news floats and people share their story on this podcast. You know that attracts in other good, high quality business building warriors, and we all benefit from this community. We have an abundance mindset. There's as much room for as many of us who want to succeed in e-commerce as who want to come in and do the work. So we love providing that free service. And I want to go back and just talk a little bit about small and light and feeling for those who maybe don't know what we're talking about. I'm not going to go super deep here. You can get into the Facebook group and do some research. We've got this training in the proven Amazon course as well, but there's a fee structure that Amazon put in place. If your product qualifies, if it's, you know, it's small and light enough then you pay a lower reduced fee rate for that. But you have to enroll the product in the small and light program to qualify for it. So there's plenty of cha- times where, for example, you'll be selling against Nason and your inventory is small and light. So you can sell it at a lower price than people who aren't enrolled in small and light who are paying higher fees for the exact same product. And you're making money and they aren't and they don't know how you're doing it. So it's worth learning if you're selling products in that price range of, you know, I would say anything from it, it, a lot of people just stay away from products that cost less than 15 bucks. Now, take a look at them. If they qualify for small and light, the fee structure is so much lower. 
And you can actually drop your price and make more money by enrolling products in small and light because your fees decrease. And, and that's, I think, all, all that needs to be said for now. It's something worth investigating. And like you said already, Joe, it's discussed at length in our Facebook group frequently. Yeah, it's, you know, again, there's another, I don't remember when the podcast was, and I, and I apologize for not knowing her name. You'll, you'll know it right away. But there was a woman who was talking about one of the podcasts that um, she didn't have really any money. So she had a few bucks and she'd go and grocery store, buy something and reinvest that money back. And then I think she even said that at one point she woke up, she had some medical issues and she woke up and she was like paralyzed. I think she had said one time and she still made it work. And I think even since then she opened her own prep center, which her son now runs. And so it's like, you look at that and if you can find those small products in there and you don't have a lot of money, you could still do a lot of damage in on the Amazon space. Absolutely. That's um, a lot of the beauty of this is you can start with just a few dollars. It's amazing. You earn as you learn and grow. And I even say frequently, if someone comes to us with $50,000 and they say, hey, I've only got 50 grand. People say that. I've only got 50 grand to put into this. You know, what do you recommend? Like, keep it all in the bank, dude. I want to tell you the same thing I would tell someone who's got a hundred bucks. Hey, Business Building Warrior, quick update. One of our sponsors, Payoneer.com. They're tremendous. They've got up to $750,000 without a credit check to help you grow your Amazon or Walmart business. These guys are a proud sponsor of this program. Thank you for checking out their offer at payoneer.com slash funding. That's P-A-Y-O-N-E-E-R.com. Payoneer.com slash funding. Thanks for the sponsorship. Go check these guys out. You earn as you learn and grow. And I even say frequently, if someone comes to us with $50,000 and they say, hey, I've only got 50 grand. People say that. I've only got 50 grand to put into this. You know, what do you recommend? Like, keep it all in the bank, dude. I want to tell you the same thing I would tell someone who's got a hundred bucks. Here's the basic tools you need. Get the proven Amazon course, go through the steps, buy some test inventory. You're about 150 bucks total spend at this point. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you have it, that extra I, money. You're going to use that to grow your proven inventory as you discover it but we're going to get there. You're going to be earning, putting money in the bank as you learn, and you're going to start small. The only advantage of having a lot of capital is you can scale faster once you understand the system, but it doesn't help you understand the system more quickly. It doesn't help you even get started to have more money. It just helps you. And and, no, we do have our coaching program. You can get one-on-one assistance from one of our 60 coaches who have built businesses, incredible businesses using these models, that'll ramp you up a little faster if you've got some investment fund to put into that. But the basic steps, everybody's got to go through them. Everyone's got to take those, you know, we call it that period of intense focused effort, getting signed up for your Amazon account. They're going to ask you for a copy of your driver's license to verify it's really you and all those little boxes you got to check. And they're always putting new verification processes in there. Just about everybody gets suspended at that point as a new (laughs) seller because everyone comes you know, screaming on the internet, I got suspended my fourth day. <laughs> no, they need some more verification. You know, the address on your electric bill didn't match the address on your driver's license and they need sure. to verify. You're not suspended. <laughs> you know, <laughs> so, you know, just, but that period of like, all right, time to check these boxes one time and then the adventure begins. And, and uh, it takes some focus. It is some work. There, yeah. There's some details there. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Unless you pay for coaching or you get in a really good small group that's, that's very helpful, it's almost worse to have money because you're going to make some bigger you can mistakes. You do some stupid things with it. Yeah. <laughs> you're still going to make the mistakes. There's going to be larger. And I, yes. I'm testament to that. It's, you know, I made some mistakes that, you know, I've, you know, figured out how to not 
to reduce the damage of it. And I, I didn't lose anything on it, but it just took a long time to sell the stuff. But you're going to make fewer mistakes if you have the coaching. But if you have more money, you could really mess up because you think, oh, well, if I just order $10,000 of product, I'm going to sell it for $30,000 and then we make this profit. That's not how it works. It's, mm-hmm. it's it, This is work. It's not, it's not just the free game where you throw stuff up there and it sells. You do have to put in the time and make sure. Now, it does get easier. I, I, like the first time I went into like an Ollie's, I'd seen a video on how many things you could find in an Ollie's. And I was like, oh, this would be great. I was in there for four hours and I think I found like a couple things that were profitable. Now, again, I was making a mistake of scanning all the grocery items instead mm-hmm. of typing it in. And which is, right. again, I listened to your podcast a week too late and <laughs> yeah. probably, probably could have learned a little bit there. And and again, in the small groups that I've been in, there, there's, there's two people that I'm in a group with that are immensely helpful. And I consider them my good, I've never met them, but I consider them my really good friends at this point and they were like oh no if you type these things in and do it this way you can find some stuff so i went over to a store did that same thing and, and found one of my you know best products at the time that's, that's now since then the the sales price went up on at the store and it went down at the uh on the amazon so waiting for it to kind of recirculate back through but it was great for a while i was selling 30 of them a day sometimes and making four or five dollars off each one of them which was fantastic and i think my spend was six dollars so it was um, it was amazing, but you know it's you're not going to find them all the time, and other people are going to find them. <laughs> so, it, but finding all the other products, if you can find those, there's a million of them out there, and you, you mention it all the time how easy it is to find stuff, and it, it's not easy when you first start, but you start to recognize trends and how to look for things, and just kind of go down the rabbit hole of all the different items, and you know you don't have to sell crazy name brand stuff that's that's you know the here with the nike adidas and uh you know all those kind of things you can and a lot of people do and a lot of people make a lot of money off of it it's also a really big hustle to do it that way which is fine and you know it's again there's a lot of ways to make money on here but i think something that's a successful business model is kind of what you teach is don't go deep on stuff go wide test things out buy even if the sale looks great don't buy 20 of them buy five make sure it sells well and and move on if it doesn't get out of it quick if it if it's not working but figure out what's working and then continue doing that and that's the biggest thing is just just track what your items are that are selling well and profitable for you and continue buying them and make sure that you keep them in stock but yeah so i for, for me i had when i sent everything in in august it had gotten some of it got checked in i think i did like a thousand dollars in august and then uh, September came around and more things were checked in. So I did $10,000 in September, which was great. And it was all FBA. I don't think they did any FBM at that point. And then let's see, uh, October, I think that was $12,000 I did and then did $15,000 in, in November. And I was like, oh, does, everyone talks about how great Q4 is. And it is great. But Q4 is also like, to me, Q4 is three months. In the Amazon community, it's really like, two to four weeks <laughs> right? Uh, when they're talking about what, what it is and depending on what you're crazy selling. buying at early December. If, really, If you yeah. went wide with stuff, it's four weeks. If you were yeah. narrow with it, it's probably sometime two weeks between the middle of November and, you know, the you know, leading up to Christmas. And then you got to be careful too, because if you're doing fulfilled by merchant and you're selling it anywhere close to Christmas, you're going to get a lot of unhappy customers that when stuff doesn't arrive on time because the yes. post office <laughs> are loaded. But I, I did pretty well, and I sold. Uh, it was twenty four thousand, I think it was in in December. So I felt pretty well done. 
And that's just the most recent full month, correct? Yeah, yeah. So so January, I didn't buy a whole lot in December. I, you know, I took the opportunity to spend a lot of time with my family. Um, yeah. But I was also looking at a lot of lot more replen uh, things. Because before that, I, I, again, I was in the whole realm of, you know, Nike, Adidas, Converse, all those kind of things. And, and not really shoes. Shoes weren't really great for me. And I realized that if I mess up that much on a shirt, not finding a, a difference in it, I have no business buying shoes. So, it, but I realized that, you know, really grocery and the, the things that are boring are some of the best items. I started recap, I have inventory lab and started, in, you know, recap, um, capping what I was selling and realized that groceries were doing great. Now it's good to get the high ticket items too. So I, th- I think I'll always do a mix of that, but there's also some things where I'm like, well, let me see what else I can find out there. So I started searching, looking for more stuff in, in December and, and, and found a lot of items. So now it's a matter of where can I buy them, um, how many can I buy, and testing them out, sending them in in small. Even now, I'm still doing small orders of stuff because I've made that mistake, you know, a lot of times, and <laughs> I don't want to keep making that mistake. So I'll test it small, send it in, see how it goes, and then I'm also looking at some of the wholesale options uh, through the distributors that I've talked to. Uh, but again, some of that you, you can buy some smaller, you know, items, but sometimes you're buying stuff. They're saying, well, we don't actually have it here. It's being sent directly from the manufacturers. So you need to buy a pallet. And I'm like, well, I don't necessarily need a pallet of this thing if it's not going to sell quite that much. And then I got to look right. at, is my money tied up for four months in that product worth it? Or is it worth it to look at other items? And nine times out of 10, it's worth looking at other items because there's just so many items out there that are profitable uh, to sell. And, yeah, turn your money over quickly. I, I'd rather see a catalog of a bunch of different products that you can you know, sell a handful a month versus a few products that I've gone really deep in and I've got yeah. a bunch of it. And man, if things turn, I'm left with a lot of inventory. So yeah, keeping that mile wide inch deep is what we call it around here. Strategy rolling uh, just spreads your risk so thin across all these different products with great upside potential. And, yeah, and, I, and once I you're good you, at this, 80, I, 90% of the stuff you're picking is winners. Yeah, I mean, and... and it's it becomes easier and easier. And I had heard you say the 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 inch deep, mile wide, a million times, and I probably should have listened to it more. And and I was like, wow, there's a great sale on this. This is never going to happen again. Well, it does. It happens three weeks later. It's, <laughs> you know, all, all these things. I I don't shop a whole lot, so I never realized how often stores are trying to clear out stock of stuff. So if it's too good to be true, you know, it's probably a a, a junk product or it's something that everybody else is going to be buying that same thing. Yeah. And then that's, we just, we don't, I don't get that excited about sales and discounts and clearance aisles and close no. That's the Easter egg model. And yeah. you, you can absolutely hustle your tail off. It's gotta be you or someone who, who you know really well and just hustle the yard sale, clearance aisle, you know that. And you can put some money in the bank. That's great, but you're gonna be doing a lot of work. You're not going to be building a system that can scale to the point where you're doing the things that only you can do and someone else is doing all of it and you've got a team ordering the same boring products online, not waiting for sales or discounts, it, finding new replens every day. It's just a boring, scalable model that we encourage. Not the Easter egg hunt, excitement, like, ooh, guess what I found today? Well, next Saturday, you're not going to find anything. We don't do that. Replens is a, a step into the predictable, boring, stable, steady, scalable model. And, and you're selling a lot of the same kind of similar stuff that you would be with that Easter egg hunt, that treasure hunt model. 
but you can go get more so easily anytime you need to is the difference. So you're just giving your shoppers a shopping list. You're not telling them to go out and find profitable inventory. Sure. You're giving them an exact shopping list. I mean, it could be a distracted teenager listening to music in their ear pod. They don't have to pay any attention to anything. Just here's the stuff we need. If it's local retail or if it's online sourcing, here's the websites. Here's the how many we need. Here's the, you know, someone yeah. can be paid to go shop. In, in, in particular, if you have like a, a special local store that's nowhere else that you can buy some stuff from, there's a bunch of them near near me, which I was like, ah, no one's going to buy this stuff. I look up the listing. Sure enough, it's on there and it's selling yeah. great. Like there's, Regional regional stores are gold. Stuff that's like uh, only in your state or it's only, it, you know, it's, there's only a handful of them in your part of the world. It's amazing. So if you go in there and spend a little bit of time, you're going to find stuff and hopefully you can order it online and not have to keep going into the store. But sometimes it's not that hard to go in and, and a lot of times you can talk to them too and say, hey, instead of buying like two bags of this off the shelf each time, can I can you give me the whole boxes of it in the bag? And they'll say, yeah, Get sure. A no case problem. at a time for me or whatever. Well, one less one less thing for me to unload and then they'll, they'll give it to you. But again, you gotta you gotta have the conversations and ask them about it in order to do that. But um I get texts I, yeah. from stores that we that we shop and they'll they'll send me texts and like, hey, we got some more of this in. Do you guys want some before we open up all the crates and are the cases? And like, yeah, I'll swing by tomorrow. And they got my boxes sitting there, you know, send our shopper over or I'll swing by. I like maintaining these relationships. I love every part of this business, but I do like automating and scaling and and yeah. letting a team, you know, we've we've got in our warehouse right now, I've got Four family members and three, four, five, any given day, great friends that they're in our warehouse. That's what they do for a living. And they're good at what they do. Uh, and so I'm providing jobs and opportunities and, and meaningful work and building a profitable business and taking myself out of the equation. So that can be done. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty good at putting tape on boxes, but it's someone who's doing that day in, day out, likes to do it, wants to do it, is good at itemizing those things. It's, it's going to be better at it. Like yep. someone like my, my my brother would be great at it. Now he's got other skills that he's not going to do it either. And I think you mentioned one thing: if you really like taping boxes and sending the things out, you know, tape and untape some boxes that night. You don't need to do it through your yeah, business. Make it your hobby. <laughs> but but don't don't do it for your business. You get somebody else right. doing it. Send it out. You know, keep things flowing because there's there's just too much risk. Like life happens, and you you miss uh, you know sending shipments out in time and different things and. You want to you want to get those things constantly going in and, and a prep center that's that's their business to do that um, and there's a lot of prep centers out there that are complete junk so that, like you mentioned having the list is is great it's not going to protect you 100 you still want to vet them and make sure they're right for your business but it, it's something that having a list from somebody is a huge benefit because there's a lot of places out there that are just they're not great they're, they're going to make it seem like they're awesome for a little bit then you're stuck. You, you have your, especially if you're out of the country and you're sending something somewhere, you can't drive over to there and go get it. Like it's it's you're you're stuck at that point. And and I would hate to hear that. And I'm sure it happens all the time. But I, I would hate to hear that happen from people that just think, okay, well, I can just go to anywhere and call them, and they're they're going to be okay. And that's not the case with it. But it's something where I, I'm looking actively for it because I'm now buying enough where it makes sense to to do that. Um, but at the same time, I also, you know, I, I was going to ask you, and I'm not sure if you've been removed from this long enough, but like the, the fulfilled by merchant, yeah, the stuff. Do you guys still do that in your in your business? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. So, I, I'm a huge fan of merchant fulfill, especially if you find your stuff getting checked in really slowly on some fast moving products. You're sending it into FBA, and it takes them forever. Hey, keep a few back. Merchant fulfill, big. You can have you know a big advantage in the marketplace if you're willing to do that not everyone can but if you're set up to where you can keep a few of your hottest sellers keep a few on hand especially if you're continually running out of inventory 
Absolutely. Merchant fulfill means you have to do the shipping when something sells versus FBA where Amazon does the shipping. But if you send it to Amazon, sometimes it takes a lot of time to get checked in. So this is a way to kind of smooth out. There's many benefits to merchant fulfill in conjunction with FBA. Now, I don't encourage anyone to go just merchant fulfilled. You're going to benefit from including as much FBA as you possibly can. But you know, people run out of storage space, for example. Like, oh no, what am I going to do? I'm finding all these great replans and I can't send any more inventory to Amazon because I'm at my I'm at my limit right now in storage space. Well, merchant fulfill. The, the unlimited merchant fulfill. As long as yeah. you're willing to do the shipping, Amazon will let you keep listing stuff and selling it. So keep finding those great products. Yes, and same thing with like dangerous goods and stuff too that you might not be able to be qualified for to send it in FBA, but you can do that uh, yeah. for merchant. Ha- hazmat, yeah. Yeah, exactly right. We do merchant fulfill on hazmat. You have to be careful, make sure you're not breaking any laws oh, yeah. with the shipping and all that. But you know, there, there's a little bit to figure out, but that's what makes it such a great opportunity. A lot of people see hazmat, dangerous good. Oh no, I'm staying away from that. Well, no, it's like, you know, mouse traps and stuff. It's like nothing scary about this, cans of hairspray. No, just consider like, an insecticide at that point. But yeah, it's, and again, Amazon's protecting themselves and they're protecting their, their customer and make sure that everybody's okay with it. So I, I understand and I'm like, well, that's, you know, I, I come from a world where we're dealing with, you know, mold and, you know, asbestos and different, mm-hmm. like those things to me are hazardous, not Windex, but you right. know, it, it's <laughs> because it's got 0.3% ammonia in it or something. But again, I, I get why it has to be that way. Yeah. You know, Amazon makes it pretty easy to go and watch a video and, you know, become approved for that stuff. They just don't give you a lot of space if you do make it into the program. So like you're right. saying, Send that stuff out. It's helpful. I also don't want a garage full of that. So I want to use a prep center for now until I have enough scale where I can bring that back in and you know get a warehouse and you know down the street from me, and then hire some local people to you know help prep stuff. And I'll still do the merchant fill, just do it more internally at that point with with other people. Yeah, some prep centers will ex- will receive your merchant fulfill inventory, and some won't. I would say yeah, most, I don't know if I'd, most I don't know if I'd want to pay the extra fees with them on that. I mean, again, there's so many other products out there that are not having to go through all that headache and worrying about the shipping and all that and shipping it twice and labeling the boxes correctly. And and right. you know, that's something that I know how to do and and I know that I'm gonna do it right and not get flagged for it. I don't want to rely on a prep center to do that, especially when there's just millions of stuff I haven't even looked at yet that doesn't require all that. So yeah, but, it, but it's it's amazing the opportunity that's out there for everything. And and you know, right now I'm using, in case people are curious, like I, I use Selleramp to kind of look at some things. Um, I use Keepa in conjunction with that, which really I really use Keepa more. I rely on Keepa to tell me what the real info is. I use Selleramp as a as a couple reasons for scanning barcodes, and then you can also click a button and it adds it to a Google Sheet, which makes it a lot easier than to add that in later or to go back to it. Um, the Google Sheet int- integration with it's awesome, uh, and then it also gives me some little you know ideas of things you know if I'm gated in something or if there's any kind of concerns, and then a rough idea of what the what profit I'm going to make off of it, you know, rough calculation. But Keepa is, is amazing for all that it can do. Even and it's a fast too. It's it's just a, a quick program, especially for variations. If you're looking up, you can see which ones have the most reviews on them and everything else, and and go from there because it usually goes in conjunction with how much is being sold of that. And then I use Be Cool as a uh, repricer. I used that from the beginning and I was using it totally wrong. I kept changing my pricing down like a little bit, a little bit, a little bit to make sure that I was staying competitive. That's not the way to use it because it can't work right if you don't actually put in your minimum (laughs) pricing on stuff. But if people come in and tank the price and it does go to the minimum, it drops down. So you still got to be careful with it. 
But it's funny how much the pricing goes up at times too, and, and how much it can save you if you're using the repricers correctly. That stuff where I was like, oh, there's no way that that thing's gonna sell for $25 and then it sells for $35. And I'm like, I don't understand how that's working, but that's it's where the, the, the repricers are doing its thing. Yeah, at the point where you're spending a significant amount of time repricing your inventory, with the, which will happen to you eventually doing the replens model that we teach in the proven yeah. Amazon course. You gotta use a repricer. And there's a good number of them out there. If you talk to the hundred leaders in our community, the coaches, the administrators, the content creators, there's five or six different repricers that are going to float. I happen to use Be Cool as well. There's a lot of other great ones out there. I'll stick a link in the show notes. I think they've got a special offer for our community with, yeah. with Be Cool. But there's several really good ones out there that you know people love and swear by and use. But they're all customizable and uh, they overlap in a lot of the features. But basically, it's just you don't have to spend a whole lot of time managing your prices, trying to stay in that range of what you want for your products. Yeah. It also gives you a lot of information too. So you can look at it and see, are you the lowest, or, which is not necessarily great to be the lowest and yeah. talk for hours on that, but the, uh, it'd tell you if you're in the buy box and, you know, you can, look, you can customize a lot of different things there, which is great. Inventory lab has been, been awesome for that as well. And, and it's not, while well, it's not an accounting program, it gives me some rough number. Like, I think it tells me I'm making, you know, 26 or 28% profit on my stuff, which is, if I run real numbers and go through all the programs and stuff, I think I'm right around like 18% after everything, like including right. gas, driving around, all that kind of stuff. All expenses, which inventory yeah, lab doesn't know if you don't tell them. So you've got to no, no, but it's still, all my true expenses. It, yeah, it's, it's, I think there's some other things in there that it, it doesn't quite calculate exactly right. But it, it does a great job at kind of looking at stuff. Like I, I can't keep up with the things that are being returned and trying to put that stuff back in there and figure out, did it get back to me? Did it get back to FBA? Did it get sent back out? And inventory lab does help an extent to that, which is, which has been great. And then there's some various uh, Chrome extensions and stuff that I use uh, that you've talked about in a lot of different podcasts and different things and in the community where people can easily search. But yeah, it's, it's not hard necessarily to do, but it's not easy. Like you do have to put work in to do all this stuff. I did have some money to to throw into it, but again, it's it's not a limitless fund. I, I went from a full time six figure job to stopping and and trying to do this and get this up the ground. Now, now, fortunately, my wife worked remotely, so while we moved, she was still able to stay working. Mm-hmm. And then she went on maternity leave during that time as well. So we were very very fortunate to have that circumstance with it. But again, it's also not great to have a bunch of money sitting around because you can make some bigger mistakes rather than slowly make them. So for for anybody who's trying to do that, I would always suggest if you can do it while you're still working, there's a lot less stress involved with, uh, with yeah, doing it. For sure. And, and it's, it's not as hard as you think it is uh, to, to get it going. You don't have to stay up to 3 a.m. every night trying to figure it out, but you do have to schedule your time and actually commit to it and treat it like another side job or, or part-time job. And just it's it's not really difficult to get it going, but you do need to put the time in to look. And I kind of got sidetracked from that in, I think it was might have been like September. I started while, I was, while everything was getting um, sent in, I started going into like RA mode and saying, well, I can just go to the store and pick stuff up. Well, there's a, you're, you're peeling stickers off of stuff more, which is a lot really annoying, when, especially when around clearance and things like that. But you're also entering in so many SKUs. And if you can't buy them again, it's such a waste of time. Mm, it, it's, it's, so much, it's, it's so much easier to buy stuff, even if you got to peel off stickers later, 
it's, it's much easier to buy stuff that you can continually buy for at least a period of time, not something yeah. that's just a one-off. You know, it's a repeat seller. That's the beauty of replans. It's yeah. you can go back and in a very boring fashion off a shopping list that you give to a teenager or someone else, or maybe it's you, and you just buy the same stuff again. It, you know, it's, it's tedious. You walk up and down yeah, the aisle and throw the stuff I in accidentally found out that uh, a guy I went to high school, he sells on Amazon. I had no idea. I, I don't even really know him. I just they, My brother knew his wife. And then through a roundabout way, I found out who he was and started talking to him. He was chatting with me. It turns out he sells over $50 million a year on Amazon. And uh, and I was like, I, I had no idea. And you, you talk to the guy, he doesn't look like it or anything. Like he's this mm-hmm. big business mogul. But he, he has like you know nine or 10 shoppers. For, they were RA before all the stuff with the, uh, the pandemic had happened. Uh, but then they had to go into OA. And a lot of them were really good. And the ones that weren't, they... You know, didn't work anymore. He does have one RA seller st- or buyer still, but he's he's got like nine or ten OA people that just that's all they do is buy and and uh, and do it. And again, he's constantly finding stuff, and he, and he he'll he'll be the first person to tell you that he could hire ten more people and they could they could uh, they could buy more. There's just there's so much out there to find. Yeah. You just it's need so to find expensive. It. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Once you know how to recognize a replan, yeah, it, it, it's it's wide open. I, I, I often say you could drop me into any retail setting or any website that sells products. I'll find a good number of replans very quickly. And I'm not even all that necessarily all that great at it. Yeah. There's people better at it than me, but there's there are replans everywhere. It's not looking for good products. It's looking for underserved listings and they're everywhere. Yeah. And I'm not saying that this guy is a normal situation of something that's going to happen. But I think he had yeah. like left, left his job in like 2017 after doing it for a couple of years, he had enough money, he was able to do it. And I think by 2020, I think he did like $22 million or something. And it's like, that's, that's a short period of time to go from, you know, a, a million or whatever he was doing to, to 22. And I think 11 of that was in the Q4 process of the thing. So it's wow. amazing if you're prepped properly and you go into this correctly, like you, you can, definitely capitalize on the times of the year, like back to school and, uh, you know, tell people maybe don't try to capitalize on Halloween possibly because there are a lot of returns associated with that. But, you know, Chris, like you had mentioned in one of them, there's people that only work in Q4. That's all they sell in this Q4. And the rest of the year, they're not doing that. They're looking up products, maybe buying some products. They only sell them in Q4 to make a sustainable business doing that, or they may be retired and, and go and do that. Um, and that's kind of their hobby with it. There, there's so many ways to do this, but you have to start. <laughs> you you, ha- you have to get the program, and then treat it like it's a job. And if you do, it doesn't matter whether you get the the dollar, uh, you know, per product thing or the forty dollars, which I recommend that everybody should get. Start with forty dollar one. You're going to sell that. You're going to send in forty products. You you have to know you're going to do that. And if you do that, then you're you're already you're already off with it. But I'd say that. You really do need to have Keepa. If you had sell, if you had a Seller Central and and Keepa, which is free, that's Amazon. You know, yeah, Central. yeah, Amazon and, and Keepa, yeah, and then the right training. That that's it. We have people in our community with seven figure businesses yep. using just Keepa, married couple, yeah. and Keepa, and then yeah, Amazon and, and I'm sure I'm sure there's you know a lot of sellers that that's all they use because it's it's truly all you really need. I mean, I it, there's some other things that are convenient to have. With everything else but if you have those two things you can there's so many options that you have especially if you're just yourself now once you get into having employees and all that there's certainly some other things that you should probably have so to help you automate and scale and yeah but track your but, numbers and things for sure but, but yeah you're talking yeah. about 
Well, I think Keeper, I don't remember what it is, $20 a month or something. There's a free version of it too. But the, I, you know, the, once I got the paid for version, that, you know, again, a lot of people said, get the paid for version. And I was like, well, I can do a lot with this free one. Once I got the paid for version, I was like, oh, this is so much easier. Yeah. And then I didn't make those same mistakes anymore that I was making before. You got to use the paid version. It's virtually useless. The free version is virtually useless for, it, the, for the stuff that we do. Yeah. On a very topical level, it helps you out, but it's... It can also easily steer you in the wrong direction if you're just right. having the free version. You can be misled very easily looking at the data without all the data. And and it'll 100% pay for itself if you you know look at it a little bit. And, you're, and again, you're not having to spend 40 hours a week looking at these things. You can do two hours a week and and look at it, and learn it, and you know make small you know decisions and small purchases, and you can go a long way with this. And again, I I can't thank you enough for your 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 courses again, which I bought recently. I haven't really dove into too much. My mom is super excited about it because she's mo- actually moving down to Texas, so she'd be closer to the grandkids. Uh, and my, one of my brothers lives down here too, but um, she's she's super excited. My wife is not as excited with that necessarily because uh, my mom is is just like me. It gets very excited about things, and that's all we talk about. We we dive head head first into it. I'm I'm very similar to my mom like that, and. You know, very proud of my mom for being able to do those things. Uh, but she's super excited for your course. She's she's bought your book already. She's she bought me your uh, was it free free marketing one hundred one. Uh, oh wow, yeah, that's a two thousand eleven <laughs> book, man. Yeah, she 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 found it at some store and was like, oh, this is the guy you're talking about, isn't it? I was like, yeah, I was oh, like, that's I great. I, I was like, I've never heard of that one, but I'm sure it's good. I was like, I've listened to a lot it, of his podcasts. About for a book that's that old, man, it's still seventy percent or so of it in there is really good applicable ideas. Yeah, I worked hard on that. Uh, that was a fun project. Yeah, so she's 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 big on that, but yeah, she she's she's bought your uh, the the silent sales machine book and she's she's I'm sure she's probably done reading it. She reads far faster than I read. But uh, she's super excited. She wants to be part of the business as well. So she she's like, "Well, can I jump in and look at it?" I'm like, "I I can probably figure out how to get you access to it." And, yeah, uh, you can get family members, team members, that sort of thing. People who are working in your business, you can get them access. Just contact our support team, and they set up a second access uh, ID for you. Okay, that's cool. Off, off you go. Yeah, yeah, that'll be easier to cut. I think, uh, so that way, I keep track of what we're looking at and what's going. Who's through. who's watched which videos and what training each of you've yeah, done. Yeah, and really I, it just there's so much information and like I was just kind of scrolling through it to look at. I was like, oh, where do I start in this thing? And it's like, you know, obviously you have some spots where you can start at pretty easily, um, but the uh, there's there's so many videos and so many things that depending on what you're doing, you can just kind of look at it and go that direction and and kind of learn what you want to at your pace. Right. Right. Yeah. It, it, whether you're new or been around forever, there's something in there. And it's always adding more in there as well. Every month we've got just numerous new exciting things coming and purging out the old, which is important. So no one wastes their time looking at ideas that don't work anymore. So yeah, it's a, it's, it's a team of, there's a couple dozen of us that have our hands on the controls of making that content, you know, relevant and updated. And uh, it's, we're very proud of it. But I, and I would, I would caution people who are looking at it is don't, Try to learn it all before you no. start. No, <laughs> like absolutely. maybe watch. I think you had a couple. Of, there's a 101 uh, video with. Mm-hmm. You, I mean, you can do the spiel probably quicker than I can. But you know, look at those things and get started. Get 
you know, get the whole process, get get the Seller Central, the, the Amazon um, app with it, get going with it, list some things around your house, books, whatever. That's what I I, did. I think I did $400 in sales and just some random stuff that was sitting around the house that... Just learning the process. Yeah. I didn't want to move it anyway. And <laughs> it was there to be sold. And and then I, like, you get addicted to it. You start to scan a lot of different things. You're like, how is this selling for that much on there? And you're like, well, I got to buy it with a receipt because some things you don't want to just list. But uh, it's amazing. Your, your eyes get open. And then, you know, I'm sure there'll be studies on it later of, you know, cycling through your phone on how often you refresh that page to see what your sales have Checking been. your sales. There, there's yeah. there's going to be some books on this, the implications of, of what that is and the dopamine that you get from like seeing it jump up 10 things at first. I'm sure yours is jumping up, you know, thousands of dollars. If you just every time you check it. Yeah. <laughs> and I got multiple things going on. So I can spend a good five minutes anytime just getting updates from the different business segments and you know different projects and things it's, it's yeah it's, it's you, dangerous and i i do think that you you have to shut it off at a certain point and say i'm not going to look at it anymore because your family time is very important to to yeah. go and spend time with there were other things but um stuff's going to still happen it's going to be there in the morning when you go and you know sign back in and go and look right. at it right uh, but yeah it's the community that you have is, is fantastic you know thank you for you know, having me on and, and talking to me about all these things. Uh, super excited when you reached out to me. And I'm excited to see kind of what this kind of develops into. And a lot of it's going to be using methods that you teach because, you know, again, I, I'm in the younger crowd is kind of looking at like, okay, Nike and Adidas and all, which again, they're, they're great business models if you want to do it that way. But it can also get you in a trap in a lot of ways too. And I think going the, and I don't want to use like the boring way with it, it's not. It's still not boring. It's fun to go into a store and scan some random things and be like, "Well, I can make this in barbecue sauce." Like, <laughs> and it's it's fun to do it that way, and it, it makes barbecue sauce more exciting, I guess. But all it, these random products. It it is. It's it's neat to be on the hunt, and it's also hard to like. If my wife tells me that she's got to be careful, she sends me to the store to go get like milk or something because she knows it's gonna. I'm gonna scan at least for 20 minutes when <laughs> yeah, I'm the same way. I can't just walk through a store retail. I've, you know, and, and you kind of learn new stuff, jumps off the shelf, unusual stuff, stuff you haven't seen before. Eh, I bet that's a decent one. I'm going to check that out real quick. And, and sure enough, you know, there's replens all around you anytime you're in a store. So it's hard to leave a retail store. It can become very Oh, uh, she'll, she'll go in with me. She'll be like, what, what are you doing? We're just going in here to get a, a, a bucket for our son's Halloween. Why are you getting a cart? <laughs> right. You know? Yeah, we're gonna I'm need like, well, it. Well, I don't know if I'm gonna find something. <laughs> yeah, there's money in here. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Well, hey, man, it, I've got another commitment coming up, so I need to start wrapping this one up fairly sure. soon. But was there anything on your list, like any questions for me in the air, or anything else you wanted to be sure and hit today? Because I think we've we've dove pretty well into your story. You shared some numbers, how you find your profitable inventory. You're in it, and I, I love that you were able to achieve some incredible things without needing anything except this podcast. I think that's a tremendous testament. But now that you've got yeah. the course, I think you're going to have your eyes open and things are going I'm, to I'm excited. I'm excited for it. I mean, it's it's never bad to to learn things. And to and like, again, even professional baseball players do ground ball drills. So going yeah. back in and looking at stuff that I think that I know, I'm, I'm sure I'm going to find I, things. I, that, I'm sure you've stumbled your way through some things. And if we clean up those rough edges... You're just going to ignite this thing, and and that, and that's that's really what I'm looking for. And the same thing with like reading a book. 
is, you know, I'm not worried about a $20 book. I'm looking for the million idea, dollar idea I can find in that book. And, you know, the, the last one with the, the business secrets in the Bible, it's like, I, it's almost, I should bookmark this areas that I shouldn't go back and listen to. Cause it's, there's just, there's so many fewer of those. And there are little gems that are in that book. And again, let's talk from somebody who's not particularly a re- religious individual. It's just, it's an eye opening book. And it, it just reminds you of a lot of things too. Of, uh, like, Oh, that works. Well, kind of why it works. And, uh, but that's kind of where I was going to ask you is just, do you have any other books other than the Bible and the business secrets from the Bible that you would recommend? Oh, yeah, for sure. Business um, personal or, or just, uh, you know, any kind of growth. Well, you know, uh, as a business grows and you find yourself hiring people and kind of expanding your team, a book that I found very useful is Dave Ramsey's book, Entree Leadership. Okay. Entree Leadership is a book you'd probably enjoy. I like The Compound Effect. It's a good book that uh, I think just about anyone could benefit from. The E-Myth is a good one yep. it, by Michael Gerber. That's a really good book to just get you thinking about the the difference between running a business and owning a business and be thinking of it as an entrepreneur versus a technician person doing all the work. So those are some, some that I've enjoyed story brand is a book I enjoyed not too long ago, uh, but that's kind of getting more into the, the leadership and telling your story and, you know, selling something that uh, like for our coaching program, for example, you know, Story Brand, we've kind of modeled some of our the ways we do things around here with that book. But those are some books that I've read within the past year or so that, uh, or, I've, or I refer frequently folks to go read uh, that are on kind of top of my list. You got any book recommendations for me? I like to, whenever guests bring oh, up books, I always there, kind of like to say, there's hey, a lot wait. of cool, there's a lot of cool ones um, and some that are kind of indirectly business related that, that are neat. But there's uh, one called The Fish That Ate the Whale. Um, it's about like Samuels and Murray, who was, known as Sam the Banana Man, uh, who like eventually did uh, like Chiquita Bananas, I think is like the company now, but it was uh, something fruit company, which was like eventually tied to CIA and all different things. But it, it's got some really good business, you know, stories involved in, in well, that. that, that yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check that one out. The Fish That, that Ate the Whale. That one was neat. And I mean, Never Split the Difference is a fantastic book, which I don't know if you've if you oh, read that yet. I was talking about that today with somebody. Yeah. Amazing book. That's, I probably listened to that one a couple of times already. I mean, a five-hour work week. Well, I'm not trying to make a five-hour work week. There's so many right. interesting information in that from Tim Ferriss. There's a ton of them. There's uh, Extreme Ownership is a great one for leadership uh, people. I don't know if you've heard of that one. Yes, absolutely. Uh, yeah, he's got a good podcast too. A lot of people yeah. really love. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's great. I could go on. Listen, I, I try to listen to about a book a week or listen to yeah. you know 10 hours of podcast, that type of thing yeah. uh, through there. So I, I have so many of them that there's just... There's a there's a ton. I could send you a list later on them, or, or I could put something on the Facebook group with with a bunch of them that I like. But but yeah, I mean, I'll definitely look at these other ones because again, you, you never know what you're going to come across and, uh, and what you're going to take out of something, and and it could be something completely unrelated, and and you use it for business or for your relationship, which again is another business. <laughs> it's a yeah. Uh, I enjoyed. Uh, Do you ever listen to any Jordan Peterson by any chance? Yeah. Go listen to the episode where he interviewed the author of. Never split the difference. Oh yeah, awesome episode. It was great because because the, the guy was a former, as you know, I'm just letting the listeners know, a SWAT hostage negotiator, <laughs> the guy that wrote yeah. that book, right? So he's he's pulling stories from that. But his interaction with with Jordan Peterson was just phenomenal. The two of them, I mean, it was one of the more intense, almost combative episodes because normally Jordan and the guest get along great. Well, these two guys, they went at it just a little bit. It was fun. Yeah. It was fun. 
I mean, there's there's just so many great ones uh, and business ones too, from like the Home Depot people and Walmart and Walmart. And there's a lot of great books out there, but um, yeah, I'll I'll put a list of a few of them on there. But yeah, I always ask because I enjoy it. It's something that I I hated when I was a kid, and then didn't realize until really I was driving around a few years ago in Texas and realized that oh, let me listen to some stuff and you know not just listen to music. I realized like how much I enjoyed listening to them because I, I have a little bit of like ADHD. So trying to read something is, is a little bit more difficult for me than to listen to it. And when I started listening to these books, I was just like, man, I've been missing like how many things I've been missing out on and, and things that I learned from it that I used immediately in my personal life or in business. Um, it's helped me immensely. So, I, I, you know, whether it's, you know, putting the kids to bed or doing some dishes or something, I have the earbud in and listening to it and make time for it because it's important to me now. Great. That's a that's a great way to wrap up the episode, man. To give people some good homework, some good books to read. And yep. you gave me some good ideas and hopefully I give you a few as well. But uh I appreciate you being here, man. This is this was a good conversation, yep. good, good solid episode for the listeners too. I appreciate it, Jim. Thanks to you and your family for giving your time to, you know, have you talk to me. I appreciate it. It was time well spent. And let me just talk to the listeners for a second who hung out with uh with Joe and I today. We really appreciate your time your attention. And we do this as a service to you. This is, if you weren't there, we wouldn't do this. But the feedback you send us, the ideas you send us, the questions, that's what we based these episodes on. And I'm pretty proud of the fact that we've got a whole parade now of people, hundreds of episodes from our community, people in the Facebook community. You can get in silentgym.com and go see for yourself. 72,000 of us with about 15, 1600 tagged success stories. Well, that's the people we interview, people who are saying, hey, this works. This is great. We bring them on the show, introduce them to our bigger audience. And that's what this show is all about. And it just continues to inspire and encourage me. And from the feedback you guys send us, it's working. So thank you for spreading the word and, and sharing it. Maybe there's someone that you think needs to hear this episode today or hear some of our episodes. Just send them to silentgym.com. Tell them to check out a few episodes. That's the biggest favor you could do for someone if they're looking to start a business online or maybe add some financial security to their life. Man, send them to us. We'll fill their head with a lot of good stuff. And as you heard from Joe today, he didn't invest necessarily a whole lot of funds, which is great. I love that story. He just hung out, absorbed, observed. And I think we probably could have cut his learning curve down a little bit. And I think his business is going to blast off, but you don't have to spend any money for this stuff to work. And we're here to serve either way. So God bless the business building warriors out there listening. And Joe, man, awesome job. One last time. Thank you, my friend. You did a tremendous job today. Thanks, Jim. Appreciate yeah, having thank me. Thank you. Pleasure to meet you. And hey, one last question for you. You plan on coming July to the uh, conference? I just I just heard that that's going on. Um, July 6th through 8th. Yeah, I'm definitely looking into it. Did you release the tickets to it yet? Not yet. No tickets okay. yet. No city yet. But mark July 6th through 8th and plan on coming in a day or two early, maybe even celebrating July 4th with the community. We haven't nailed that down quite yet, but it's, it's in a city where that's certainly a possibility. Sure. Uh, but uh, yeah, plan on staying a day or two later. And this community just loves getting together. Theproventconference.com. Yeah, definitely looking into it. Meet, meeting people is never bad. So it's yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Especially this, you know, this community is full of people who are doing this business at a big level, but just a lot of really good quality people, good families, good yeah. people to hang out with. So all right, man. So right. maybe see Joe there if you're listening today. Go over to theprovenconference.com and see uh, the details. Maybe we do have the city announced by the time this episode's uh, published, but. On behalf of the entire team, thanks for hanging out with us today. We will have another great episode for you very soon. We'll talk to you then. Hey, before I go, one last reminder, Payoneer.com, a tremendous sponsor of this show. 
You can get 10% off your first fees by going to payoneer.com slash funding. Tell them you came from our program. They're going to take good care of you. Up to $750,000 for Amazon and Walmart sellers. Hey, if you're needing some funding with some good flexible payback terms with no credit check, you're going to love these guys. Go check them out. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.